Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I will be reading from Job chapters 36 and 37. In these two chapters, a younger man who's evidently been observing uh, Zophar, Eliphaz, and Bildad uh, and is concerned that he doesn't think that the three friends of Job have given the proper uh, examination and castigation of Job because of the self-righteousness of Job, um, he decides to speak. And uh, so he speaks in these two chapters. And then tomorrow when we get to chapter 38, God Almighty steps in and God Almighty uh, begins to um, talk to Job. And God confronts Job but at the same time, God restores Job. So I thank you for joining me in this process. And uh, I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Let us begin with chapter 36. Elihu continued and said, Bear with me a little, and I will show you. For I have yet something to say on God's behalf. I will bring my knowledge from far away and ascribe righteousness to my maker. For truly my words are not false. One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Surely God is mighty and does not despise any. He is mighty in strength of understanding. He does not keep the wicked alive, but gives the afflicted their right. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but with kings on the throne. He sets them forever, and they are exalted. And if they are bound in fetters and caught in the cords of affliction, then he declares to them their work and their transgressions, that they are behaving arrogantly. He opens their ears to instruction and commands that they return from iniquity. If they listen and serve him, they complete their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness. But if they do not listen, they shall perish by the sword and die without knowledge. The godless in heart cherish anger. They do not cry for help when he binds them. They die in their youth and their life ends in shame. He delivers the afflicted by their affliction and opens their ear by adversity. He also allured you out of distress into a broad place where there was no com constraint, and what was set on your table was full of fatness. But you were obsessed with the case of the wicked, judgment and justice seize you. Beware that wrath does not entice you into scoffing, and do not let the greatness of the ransom turn you aside. Will your cry avail to keep you from distress? Or will all the force of your strength? Do not long for the night when peoples are cut off in their place. Beware, do not turn to iniquity. Because of that, you have been tried by affliction. See, God is exalted in his power. Who is a teacher like him? Who has prescribed for him his way? Or who can say you have done wrong? Remember to extol his work of which mortals have sung. 
All people have looked on it. Everyone watches it from far away. Surely God is great and we do not know him. The number of his years is unsearchable. For he draws up the drops of water. He distills his mitts in the rain, which the skies pour down and drop upon mortals abundantly. Can anyone understand the spreading of the clouds, the thunderings of his pavilion? See, he scatters his lightning around him and covers the roots of the sea. For by these he governs peoples. He gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with a lightning and commands it to strike the mark. Its crashing tells about him. He is jealous with anger against iniquity. Chapter 37. At this also my heart trembles and leaps out of its place. Listen, listen to the thunder of his voice and the rumbling that comes from his mouth. Under the whole heaven he lets it loose and his lightning to the corners of the earth. After it his voice roars, he thunders with majestic voice, and he does not restrain the lightnings when his voice is heard. God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things that we cannot comprehend. For to the snow, he says, fall on the earth. And the shower of rain, his heavy shower of rain, serves as a sign on everyone's hand so that you, so that all whom he has made may know it. Then the animals go into their lyres and remain in their dens. From its chamber comes the whirlwind and cold from the scattering winds. By the breath of God's ice, by the breath of God, ice is given, and the broad waters are frozen fast. He loads the thick cloud with moisture, and clouds scatter his lightning. They turn round and round by his guidance to accomplish all that he commands them on the face of the habitable world, whether for correction or for his land, or for love, he causes it to happen. Hear this, O Job. Stop and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you know how God lays his command upon them and causes the lightning of his cloud to shine? Do you know the balancings of the clouds, the wondrous works of the one whose knowledge is perfect, you whose garments are hot, when the earth is still because of the south wind, can you, like him, spread out the skies hard as a molten mirror? Teach us what we shall say to him. We cannot draw up our case because of the darkness. Should he be told that I want to speak? Did anyone ever wish to be swallowed up? Now, no one can look on the light when it is bright in the skies, when the wind has passed and cleared them. Out of the north comes golden splendor. Around God is awesome majesty. The Almighty, we cannot find him. He is great in power and justice, and abundant righteousness he will not violate. Therefore, mortals fear him. He does not regard any who are wise in their own conceit. Thus, we conclude the reading of chapters 36 and 37 of the book of Job. I'd like to offer now some questions for reflection on what I've just read. Number one, what is your first thought regarding this speech of Elihu? Two, what is the theological premise Elihu, Elihu is making about God in relation 
to human beings. And number three, do you agree with Elihu? And if so, why? Or if not, why not? What is the strength of the point Elihu is making? And by the same token, what are the weaknesses of his point? And six, if you were Job and someone made the point Elihu is making, how would you feel? How would you feel about God? Let me uh, fast forward maybe backwards to my question, you know, which is, what is the theological premise Elihu is making? I believe the theological premise of Elihu is very similar to the premise of Eliphaz, Zophar, and Bildad, the three friends of Job who came to visit him in his um, calamity. And the point is simply this. Elihu is making uh, that uh, God is almighty and we are beneath the power of God and that our lives are directly impacted by our behavior, and our faith. So if we are faithful to God, then God will bless us. If we're not faithful to God, God will not bless us. That's the point that he's making. And what I think Elihu is really saying is, Job, you have suffered because you are not perfect. You have done something to incur the wrath of God. And my question is, you know, if the bottom falls out of your life and some well-intentioned religious person gets up in your face and says, um, you know, surely you have committed some sin. How then uh, do you feel about God? How do you feel about yourself? And how do you feel about your friend? Uh, and last question I have is, uh, what other observations you might have on this long two-chapter speech of Elihu? Let us pray. Lord, your majesty is painted across the sky like a canopy of color and life over the dryness of the desert. Your glory tells a story of grace and mercy, redemption and hope. Your faithfulness is uplifting. Your salvation is satisfying. Your love is never ending. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ located in the heart of Detroit, the very tip-top of the medical center area of Detroit. We are worshiping God in the midst of a pandemic. This is a difficult time for the church. It's a difficult time for those who are outside the church living through a pandemic. But I tell you, we are still praising God. I want to thank you for taking the time to walk with me through this slow read of the book of Job. Tomorrow, I will be reading chapter 38 where Yahweh, or God Almighty, uh, begins to talk directly to Job. And I think uh, this is something you will not want to miss. Uh, Job has had to put up with four well-intentioned people, Eliphaz, Zophar, Bildad, and now Elihu. But tomorrow, we read what God has to say. Thanks again for being with me. God bless. God keep you. And remember, I am praying for you.